everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm Smalia Aaron Rosar, and I am so happy that you are here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing wine tasting etiquette, and what that means is I'm going to be going over what you're going to experience when you go to a live tasting, some terminology you're going to hear, as well as some of my helpful hints and tips so that you have the most amazing experience when you're at the tasting. If you're ready, Let's get started and dive right into this week's topic. As a sommelier for almost 20 years, it has been my privilege and my pleasure to host thousands of live tasting events. What I'm going to share with you today are some of the questions I hear from guests, customers, and clients before they attend a tasting. Maybe you're somebody who has been to lots of live tasting events, which is amazing. I'm going to help make sense of some of the terminology or some of the things that have been happening that you just weren't sure why. Maybe you're somebody who has never been before and you've always wanted to go. You just weren't sure if you knew enough and if you'd get something out of it. Some people definitely feel like they need to study wine more and you can't see me right now, but I'm definitely doing air quotes around studying in regards to that they think they need to study air quotes around study more before they can even go and enjoy a tasting. The first thing I want to share with you is that a live tasting event is for wine enthusiasts of all levels. It is a wonderful experience for you to be around other like-minded wine enthusiasts to share your thoughts, listen to an instructor or a winemaker. Whoever is leading the tasting is going to be sharing and leading the discussions on the wines you're trying. No matter what your comfort level is, know that you will always get something out of it. So go experience a new instructor or a different sommelier than you've taken classes from before or visit with a winemaker as he leads you through a discussion on some of his wines. It's a magical experience and I highly recommend it for wine enthusiasts of all levels. Now that we've got that out of the way and you know that you are always welcome, that wine tastings are for everybody, every time you go to a tasting, you're getting better. Your descriptors, understanding your palate, of picking up aromas. It is a practice to go to a tasting and it is a wonderful event for you. The first area we're going to talk about today is what to wear when you attend a tasting. Depending on the style of tasting you're going to, you may be seated or it might be a stand-up event, more of a festival style where you will go around to different tables. If it is a festival style where you're walking around, I'm going to recommend you wear comfy, sturdy shoes because you don't know what kind of ground you are on. You might be on cement, you might be in a garden, depending where you are, but you want to be able to focus on the wine. And let's face it, if your feet hurt, you can't focus on the wine. Comfortable shoes definitely a must. Now, if you're seated or standing, it goes without saying that I'm always going to recommend you don't wear your favorite white top. If you have a favorite blouse or favorite white shirt, white is probably not the best color to be wearing to a wine tasting. I always suggest darker colors are best for you to wear and something comfortable. If you are seated, you're going to be seated for about an hour, maybe a little bit longer. So make sure what you're wearing is comfortable. The other thing you're going to hear people talk about is perfumes. And when you book into a tasting, they may request that you not wear any perfumes or hairsprays. The reason for the request not to wear any perfumes is so that you're not going to be in competition with the wine. We love wonderful perfumes, hairsprays, shampoos, colognes, but when you are attending a tasting, you don't want to bring additional aromatics into that room. So it's always a good thing to remember to please keep your wonderful perfumes and sprays and colognes for another time. But for the night of your wine tasting, 
You want to come aroma free. Now let's talk terminology and what to expect about the actual process when you get to the room. You'll check in, you'll be taken to your seat or asked to select a seat. And what you have in front of you is called a flight. A flight refers to the lineup of wines for the specific tasting. And a flight can be usually anywhere from three to 10 wines. Usually six is the average we work with. Within a flight, when you're at a tasting, it's important to know that when you drink for pleasure, your glass is on the right-hand side. So if you go to a restaurant, your glass is on the right-hand side. When we drink for assessment, so when you go to a tasting and sit down, you're going to be starting from the left and working across to the right. It's important to know that when the instructor or the sommelier, the winemaker says, let's get started, you're going to be starting on the left and working through to the right. The next term you may hear when you're going to a tasting is it's going to be a blind tasting. Now what blind means is that you are not aware of the wines that you're trying. You might know that you're doing a sampling of wines from California example, or you might know that you're attending a red wine class, but you don't know the actual brand, labels, vintage, variety potentially in the glass. So blind does not mean blindfolded, though you can have dinners that are actually blindfolded, but a blind tasting means that you are unaware of the actual wines that you are trying. You may know style, but you don't know the actual wine. The reason why blind tastings are important to your wine development and how they help you and why we do them often is that it allows for you not to stereotype or put a wine in a bucket before you've even tried them. So by tasting blind, you are more open to being introduced to a wine, a style, without associating it to a brand or variety. Now I want to talk to you about spit buckets and bread or crackers. So spit buckets, depending on where you are or how the tables are laid out if you're sitting, you may have a bucket, which usually has a bit of a splash guard in it, or you might have an individual solo cup or something to use as your individual spit bucket. And the reason obviously that we have these is that if you are consuming every sample that you are trying, everything is gonna taste fantastic by the end of the tasting. It is up to you, obviously, if you are consuming the wines or not, I would recommend that if it is a longer tasting, you take a small sip, use the spit bucket. You can go back and visit it, but you do want to have the ability to assess each wine on a level playing field. By using the spit bucket, you're going to ensure that you are assessing each wine equally. When the tasting is over, you may socialize, you may sit with your friends and discuss a little bit more, but during the actual assessment part of the tasting, I highly recommend you utilizing that spit bucket. The other thing, you're going to see bread and crackers put out. We will put out crackers or dry bread, something just neutral. And the purpose of this is literally to help your mouth salivate in between different wines. And it's there not as a snack. It's there to help you cleanse your palate and get your mouth to salivate in between the next sip. Now let me share my hands with you about taking notes. Normally you're going to get a table mat. It's like a paper placemat and you'll be able to write notes. I always highly recommend take a pen that you like to write with because sometimes you're going to get one of those little individual pencils. So always keep a pen with you if you want to take some notes and you can write on that piece of paper. You might be given a guidebook to go along with the tasting that you're at. Depends on where you are. Figure out a way that allows you to record the wine 
clients and what you like about them. I use a check mark system and smiley faces. Depending on how many wines are my flight, I will use multiple check marks, a smiley face for wines I really like. I have an arrow system where I draw an arrow back, which is my way of saying I want to go back and revisit this wine later in the tasting or at another time. Because the tasting may be moving along quickly, you're going to have somebody leading you through the tasting. You may not have time to write the full note that you want to. So keep the highlights. Find a system that works for you. These are your notes. No one else is going to see them. Wine notes are so important because we all think we're going to remember which wines were our favorite, which ones we wanted to go back to, but you're going to be tasting a lot of different wines as you attend more wine tastings and taking these notes. And you can use an app on your phone or a voice note afterwards on the way home. Whatever you find that works for you, make sure you have some sort of recording system so that you remember which wines you want to enjoy again at a later date. My last tip for you is going to be about arranging a safe way home after the tasting. You definitely want to go out, have a great time, visit with the people that you're with, taste great wines, but we also want to make sure that you always get home safely. So please, before you even get to the tasting, make sure you have a plan for how you're going to get home that night. Let's recap everything we've covered today. The first thing we covered was that wine tastings are for everybody. A wine tasting is a wonderful experience for wine enthusiasts of all levels. So if you've been holding back or thinking you needed to know more before you could actually attend, please go and attend a tasting. It's a wonderful experience to meet other wine enthusiasts and be able to talk about something you are passionate about. The other thing we talked about was some terminologies. Now you know that a flight is the word we use to describe the lineup of glasses in front of you. We know that a blind tasting does not mean you're wearing a blindfold, but it means that some information is held back from you. We talked about spit buckets and why they're important to use. We know that the bread and crackers are there as a palate cleanser, not as a snack. We talked about a note system and how you're going to want to be recording your thoughts and feelings about the wines. No one's checking your grammar. No one's going to review your notes. These are just for you. But it's so important for you to have some sort of system, whether it's like mine, check marks and smiley faces, or an app or whatever you feel comfortable with. But you're going to want to record the wines. We also talked about what to wear. White, probably not your first choice to wear to a tasting. Comfortable shoes. If you're at a standing walkabout sort of festival style tasting, generally you want to be comfortable. The other thing we talked about was how important it was to not wear perfumes or colognes to tastings. We want to make sure that the wine is the highlight and to do so we need to make sure that no one else is bringing additional aromatics in with them. So please refrain from wearing your favorite perfume or cologne when you attend a tasting. It's so important and I cannot stress that enough. And the last thing we talked about was making sure that you have a safe way home after the tasting. With all your new information I hope that you feel comfortable and confident If you haven't been to a tasting, go and hang out with other wine enthusiasts and try great wines and discuss them. And if you have been to a tasting before, I hope I've been able to shed some light on the topic for you. It's also important for you to know that everything you've learned today also applies if you're going to a tasting for beers, spirits, cognacs, whiskeys. We use the same terminology. This isn't just for wines, it's for other beverages as well. Thank you for spending your time with me. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. I hope you have a wonderful week. Cheers to you. Bye now.